0: Season three of Seinfeld is over, but we're just getting started on Seinfeld, the post show recap, a podcast about nothing. And here are the two guys that are going to really put the podcast about nothing moniker to the test. I'm Rob Sestrino. Here's Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great. Okay, Akiva, here we are. I am back from my trip to New York and I was constantly stopped by people saying, where is Akiva.
1: Who who is stopping you? The man on the street? The the men and the women on the
0: street were asking me, where is Akiva? Uh, I feel like you think I'm kidding.
1: Uh, I don't think you're kidding, but I imagine it was like one person. No, it was more than one
0: person. Several people.
1: Well, I mean, I wasn't at that live show, but I hope to be at the uh, summer 2017 uh, live Seinfeld finale. (laughs) Live from (laughs) Mendy's.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, We're going to have it from Mendy's or from Reggie's?
1: I, I guess we could do Reggie's. The restaurant <laughs> itself is in New York, right? I guess so. So I guess. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah. yeah but uh, we're not. It's not like it's not going to be like your show where we're going to tell them. We're just going to sit down and do it.
0: Oh, we're just going to sit down and do it. It's not going to be I mean, like, if people want to
1: come. They can watch, but the, we're not going to like rent out <laughs> the restaurant. That would be weird.
0: We're not going to do a live podcast, but it's really going to be like a trial. And then everybody that has ever commented is going to come up and do like a, a cameo in the final episode.
1: That's exactly what it's going to be like. Like opening up those doors. It's Johnny De Silvera, Yes.
0: Yes. He's going to come and sit on the witness stand. Hideki Arabu for J. <laughs> <laughs> but they,
1: they will not uh, like the restaurant won't be in on it. Like they're going to be trying to kick us out.
0: Okay. Fair enough. All right. So Akiva, tell us about what we are going to do here on this podcast. This is our official season three going into season four hiatus podcast. And we are getting ready for The first of two podcasts we're going to record this week, where the second is going to be the season four premiere of Seinfeld, covering the two-part season four premiere of The Trip.
1: Yeah, you can't just go into a season like The Trip. You have to really prepare beforehand.
0: Yeah, and so So, so that's a big episode. I'm coming off of The Trip. We didn't want to jump right back into The Trip. We wanted to sort of just like take a step back and digest that we have finished season three of Seinfeld.
1: I would say this is a huge step back. A huge step
0: back. <laughs> All right. So we gave two ideas to people about what we were going to potentially do on this podcast. One of which was that you wanted to rank the 11 shows that were also on NBC Thursday night during the time of Seinfeld and Friends.
1: Right. It was Seinfeld at uh, Friends at 8, you know, Garbage at 8.30, Seinfeld at 9, Garbage at 9.30, and then ER at 10.
0: Yes. And we were going to talk about all the shows that filled in those 8.30 and 9.30 garbage time slots. Exactly. Okay. Now, also, there was a second idea that came up of ranking how many different serials, Akiva? Uh, 31. 31 different serials. Now, we ended the last podcast talking about how we were probably going to talk about the TV shows. Uh, and, but we were going to you know, hear from people on their responses and and what did you find the response to be?
1: I would say the people spoke, and overwhelmingly, they did not want me to rank <laughs> the eleven musty t v shows. People were begging not to do this.
0: <laughs> oh boy, all right, so you think this could set us back if we do it
1: uh I don't know if it'll set us back. I think listen, you know if it gets bad, you could you could skip it, but i I think. Here's the thing you know, you've been with us for this long. I spent a lot of time this week watching these horrible shows.
0: Okay, we're gonna go through with this. We're gonna talk about the 11 crap must see TV shows. Uh, and we're, are they gonna be in a specific order?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll rank them. Uh, when I, you know, when he will, we'll, we'll, uh, I guess, go by the order they sort of came up and then got, you know, quickly rejected in. Um, and, uh, I'll give you my ranking out of 11 since I know people are, you know, waiting with bated breath for what was better. (laughs) Mad men of the people or union square. (laughs) And then will we also talk about the cereal? I I think if we have time at the end, we'll talk about the cereal.
0: Okay. Uh, maybe we could yada yada the TV shows and get to the cereal.
1: I mean, we could yada yada like a little bit, but you know, (laughs) I would feel really stupid watching you know like four four episodes of Caroline in the City and I don't even get to talk about it for a minute okay did you watch four episodes of Caroline in the City I watched bits and pieces of Caroline in the City I watched uh, I watched a little of everything okay
0: all right so we will do all that and much more Akiva all right so of course uh, if you want to send us any feedback on the Seinfeld podcast you can do so every week at Seinfeld at post show recaps and of course you can subscribe get ready for season four Some might say the best season of Seinfeld coming up. Yeah, people have even said it's the best season of any show, period. Of any show, period. All right. So is that going to be the best season of any podcast, period,
1: coming up? Our season four coverage? Uh, I guess it remains to be seen. It's hard to top season three, but let's go for it.
0: And just in case anybody is going to look at our body of work of season four and compare it to the best season of podcasting ever Let's count this podcast as the final podcast of season three of Seinfeld.
1: I was going to think maybe season one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So very fun. And if you want to uh, subscribe, that link is postshowrecaps.com slash Seinfeld iTunes. Okay. Akiva, take it away. This is, this was your baby. This is your breathtaking (laughs) baby.
1: Uh, It is breathtaking. Okay. So the first show that aired, Rob, was uh was the uh, memorable madman of the people. Okay. Starring, Not madman of the people.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Dabney Coleman as a 60s era uh, advertising executive. I think he was a
1: columnist. Yes. Okay. Uh and the premise of the show is that the newspaper brings in his daughter to bring him up to the modern times, to bring him into, you know, peak Hammer time. <laughs> yes. The 90s yeah. cuz he's still stuck in the 60s, Dabney Coleman. Okay. And <laughs> the, the only thing really, all right. So I watched full episodes, sometimes multiple episodes of these shows, but because Man Men of the People is so forgotten, uh, really there's is. only a 39 second clip of it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you an entire, in its entirety, the transcript of that 30 second, 39 second clip.
0: Okay. Pl- feel free.
1: So, uh, Dabney Coleman says to a guy, I guess it's his son. Uh, so how are things at the kennel, Big Kenny? <laughs> Big Kenny. Big Kenny. And Big Kenny answers, great dad. So I guess it is his father because he's his dad. <laughs> yes, Great dad, I just signed a new five-year leash. <laughs> 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 uh, to tie it into Seinfeld a little bit, it premiered right after uh, the episode The Chaperone with okay. Mr. Rhode Island. To at least relate it to Seinfeld. And the other funny thing about Mad Middle of the People is... Um, there was a book by Warren Littlefield, um, which was like kind of about, uh, the, you know, being an executive at NBC in the 90s. And he talks about how Mad Men of the People was a way higher testing pilot than Friends and Seinfeld. And they, <laughs> you know, they thought Mad Men of the People would be a big hit and they thought Seinfeld would be, I no they knew, I, of course, we all know they thought Seinfeld would be terrible, but then they thought Friends would be terrible a few years later. And he said, if we, uh, if we knew that uh, what we had with Seinfeld and Friends, we'd probably be gazillionaires now.
0: Yeah. I feel like I liked Abney Coleman on another TV show he was on that was on Fox called uh, Drexel's Class. Uh, I feel like I was a bigger fan of that show. I don't know if I ever watched. I don't know if they even got me to watch one episode of Madman of the People.
1: Yeah, I think if they didn't get you, then they were really striking out because I've seen most of these shows. um, But that first of all, that aired a little bit, you know, when I was a little younger and um, i have never seen it or really hadn't heard of it till we started this little project here.
0: I mean, extremely short lived, only got 16 episodes. I mean, it's the ultimate of time slot hits, you know, and to only get 16 episodes in that time slot. You would think you could run like a test pattern, uh, you know, after Seinfeld in, you know, right in 1994, And uh, you would think you could just hit it out of the ballpark. And to get canceled after 16 episodes is a real indictment.
1: Yeah. And I I won't mention the ratings for all these shows, but I did look up a lot of them. And these shows were pulling down 30 million viewers and getting canceled. I mean, it was lunacy. You know, the the level that they had to be at between Seinfeld Friends and ER.
0: Yeah. Terrible. Okay. So um, what's your rating for Madman of the People?
1: So Madman of the People have ninth out of 11.
0: Ninth? Oh, my God. It's not
1: even the worst It gets worse. It gets worse. Okay, keep going. (laughs) All right. So the single guy was on for two years. Started September '95. Uh, It premiered, I guess, also with um, with uh, Caroline in the City, which is next. Yeah, it premiered the same night. And uh, Jonathan Silverman is a writer. And um, do you know Joey Slotnick is Rob?
0: Yeah, that's the friend on the single guy.
1: yeah, so yes. I feel like he's on a bunch of shows and he ruins everything he's on.
0: No, I always thought that this guy was Paul
1: Giamatti for a long time. Yeah, he's he, what he is is he's the homeless man's Paul Giamatti.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: he's yes. the bad, he's like, if Paul Giamatti is like in comedies or like dramedies and he's like pretty good. Uh, sometimes he's really annoying, but Joey Slotnick, he's probably never been in anything that has an IMDb rating of five. Well, he's in A League of Their Own. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like he's had some small parts. And I'm, you know, I'm sure people will remember other things, but they also have Ernest Borgnine as the doorman. Yeah. Um, and the episode I watched, so Jonathan Silverman is a writer and he has no money. So he takes a uh, guest star, Marsha Brady on a date. Okay. And he goes to the restaurant beforehand. This is his brain, you know, his, his huge uh, idea. He's going to go to the restaurant and check what the cheapest things are on the menu. And then he's going to order, Without looking at the menu, so he doesn't look cheap, but he'll then he'll pick the cheapest things. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that he's poor and that she's rich, so she gets him a beeper, and she like beeps him with his errands. And at the end, she decides she'd rather uh, Marsha Brady would rather uh, the single guy be uh, her personal assistant than her boyfriend. Uh, and then there's a Rodney Dangerfield cameo at the end. I'm not quite sure what that was about. Um, you know, I, I know it sounds terrible, but I have this at number four.
0: Wow. <laughs> Yeah. According to Wikipedia, that they say ultimately it was one of the highest rated shows ever to get canceled, uh, consistently attaining fourth or fifth place in the Nielsen ratings. So it it's just it goes to show you that this you that even MBZ is like, uh, this show is bad, but it's number four in the Nielsen ratings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna cancel it. They would cancel their the five Thursday night <laughs> shows would be one one through five. And four and five would get canceled. That's what this list is. These <laughs> shows were more watched, you know, than than you know the Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, but the World Series, and um, you know, and and then they just canceled after one season. What were the ratings for The Single Guy? Um, I don't have the ratings for every show, but they were obscenely high. Okay, uh, the Single Guy ratings. Okay. The the other thing I liked that you get um on the on uh, the old you know like uh online like YouTube clips of the shows. You have like a lot of promos. So it was fun seeing like some like season eight and nine Seinfeld promos. Like Elaine is going to be a bad dancer. Tune in at at nine. Um, But they had a YMCA theme, like stay tuned for the rest of uh, our night of television, like news radio, man behaving badly and wings. It was it was terrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, this is uh, somewhat interesting. So the single guy is created by Brad Hall. Who is married to
1: Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Yes, and and Brad Hall, I believe, was also uh, an SNL Weekend Update guy. Yeah, he's like the least famous <laughs> SNL Weekend Update guy.
0: I have to say that of all these shows, uh, I think the single guy might have been my favorite out of all of these.
1: Well, maybe you know, maybe you related to it a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you related to it, but like I, the Silverman is okay. Um, they actually like they tried for diversity, which none of these shows uh, were doing. Uh, It wasn't bad. That's why I have I have the single guy at number four. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go and watch another episode when we're done with this podcast.
0: Okay. All right. What's what's next?
1: Uh, I don't have much to say about our next show, Caroline in the City. She's really annoying. I I actually remembered liking this show when it was on and I watched it. The theme song is this awful cartoon because the idea is that Caroline is uh, or Leah Thompson is like a cartoonist. Mm -hmm. And but like the problem is she's funny and she's good. But her two, like, the whole show is a love triangle, the whole series. And both guys, like, you're rooting for them both to be hit by trains. So it's really terrible. Supposedly, they had a crossover episode with, uh, they, oh, they had it. Oh, no, no, I saw it. They, I watched a few of them. They had, a, they had a crossover episode with uh, Chandler. Randomly, Caroline runs into Chandler uh, in a video store. Okay. And, like, it's Chandler Bing playing Chandler from Friends. Okay, yes. And a lot of these shows got like Seinfeld, of course, would never do a crossover Yeah. on their, you know, maybe on a different, like they would never let anyone come on their show, but, but friends did crossovers with all these shows. Yeah. But I wrote down, my, I wrote down my favorite joke from uh, *Caroline in the city. Uh, what <laughs> so is Caroline is at the, uh, is at the, uh, at a restaurant and she's going on a date and she's like talking to the maitre d and, uh, and like, she's wants to know where like her future in-laws or whatever are going to be seated. And the maitre d says, I put them at the VIP table. The very annoying pains in the butt. (laughs) So, I mean, the comedy was really high then.
0: Really high. Um, Yeah, I think that what happened was that, you know, Seinfeld was like successful enough that they could tell um, NBC, like, uh, uh, go F yourself when they would come up with these ideas for these crossover nights and Friends was not successful enough yet. So they could not tell NBC, go F yourself uh, until later.
1: Yeah. Could you imagine going in with like to pitch with Larry David? It's like, so a guy from Caroline in the city is going to show up on your show and you have to base it around him. Yeah. Like he would murder you.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, But yeah, Matthew Perry is listed as the most notable guest on the Caroline in the city Wikipedia page.
1: Yeah. um, There's a lot, a lot of cameos on these shows. That's one of the themes I saw.
0: Yes. And then uh, Leah Thompson as Caroline appeared in the Friends episode from 1995, the one with the baby on the bus. Uh,
1: yeah, I haven't seen every Friends episode, yeah. so I'll take your word for it. But, uh, but, you know, Friends was open to having basically anybody who was famous coming on their show.
0: Yes. Uh, they also had uh, Jane Leaves from Frasier, a.k.a. The Virgin. Uh, that was not a crossover, but she was also on Caroline in the City.
1: We'll be seeing her soon.
0: Yes. Uh, and David Hyde Pierce also uh, was in an episode of... So they did do the crossover stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, they, they also did the cancellation stuff after, uh, a couple seasons and, uh, it was, you know, it was, uh, it needed to be put to, to, you know, to sleep, Caroline, the city.
0: Yeah. The ratings really did, uh, start to fall off a cliff after the first season.
1: Yeah. Some of these shows would go from like 30 million on Thursday night to like 18 million and then they'd get switched off Thursday night and they'd get like 4 million. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to find your remote control in the nineties it is crazy. Like I remember, I don't watch a lot of network TV, but I used to, I know I used to watch lost when it was on. And like, they would always try and put like a, uh, like a lost, like uh adjacent show on right after lost. Do you remember those yes, shows? Yes. And, and like, I couldn't turn them off. You'd always give them a try, but by the second episode, like you couldn't turn off the T fast TV fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. You'd watch one. But episode. I bet if you spoke to like an old person, like an uncle or a grandparent or somebody like, at, and you ask them what they watch, it'll probably still be network shows. And I bet they watch the same sh- Like, Whatever it is, they watch like all ABC shows or all CBS shows.
0: Um, if they're that old, it's probably all CBS shows.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Except Survivor. They don't watch Survivor, <laughs> All
0: right, so where do you rank Carolina City?
1: Uh, so uh, even though I've been mean to it, I did like it when it was on, so I'll give it number five. Number five. Okay, what's next, Akiva? All right, the best thing I can say about our next show, Hope and Gloria, is <laughs> that um, it, was, uh, it only lasted 35 episodes. No, the best thing I can say is that <laughs> It aired, uh, it aired right after or right before uh, the Jimmy episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> okay.
0: So Hope and Gloria. Uh, who's in this?
1: So it's Cynthia Stevenson. Is, uh, she's a TV producer. And Jessica Lundy is Gloria, uh, Cynthia Stevenson's Hope. She's a tough-talking beautician. Uh, that's according to Wikipedia. And they become neighbors in an apartment complex in downtown Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, and Alan Thicke, yeah. um, father of uh, recently like sued Steve Robin Thick. Oh. Thicke, oh. A- yeah. and um and and siever that's right and uh and enrico uh Colentani, who's did you ever watch veronica mars rob no oh so she's he's uh, veronica mars dad he's in a few of these shows
0: okay
1: uh, i don't really have much to say about hope and gloria uh they had a friends crossover i couldn't find it This is also along with Mad Men of the People. This is the other show I didn't remember. So uh, the less said about it, the better. But I have it as number ten.
0: Number ten. Okay. Yes, uh, Enrico uh, Colantoni, also uh, better known for his work on Just Shoot Me.
1: Yes, which we're going to get to soon.
0: Okay, so he must have known somebody at NBC.
1: Yeah, he had uh, he had a great agent.
0: (laughs) Okay, great agent. All right. So uh, any other thoughts on uh, Hope and Gloria? Uh, No, I have it at ten. It It was terrible.
1: it was really bad. Um, I couldn't find the, I only watched clips. I couldn't find a full episode online. It's the other episode. I didn't see the whole thing. What was the clip you watched? The clip I watched, I, they were like singing a song. It was terrible. I don't think it was like what they normally do. Was it blurred lines? Uh, no, it was not. It was, uh, it was not blurred lines, but I, I, I hope and glory really, uh, it, you know, it didn't do anything for me.
0: Okay. All right. So where do you rank hope and Gloria?
1: So that's number 10 out of 11. Okay, 10. All right. Uh,
0: So what's next on the list?
1: Okay, so this is a show I actually liked a lot when it was on. And I I wonder if you did the same. Uh, Boston Common. I really never got into it. Yeah, so I remember really liking this. I actually thought this would be my number one because I did watch it every week when it was on. Um, But I have a few complaints about the show. Okay. So Anthony Clark. (laughs) I thought he was doing a fake. the, the, The premise of the show, and I watched the pilot. Um, the premise of the show is that Anthony Clark is from Virginia, which he is in real life and him and his sister, who's about 30 looks about 30, but she's apparently a freshman in college are drive? He's driving her. The parents where the parents are is never explained. I don't think yeah. not in the pilot to he's driving her to college in Boston. Um, and it's by the creators of friends. And they went to, I think Emerson. So it's, I think it's based on Emerson college in Boston. And so he's driving her there uh, to set her up in college. And, He ends up like while he's in sort of the like, uh, you know, admissions office or something, he gets offered a job as a handyman. So he stays on uh, and breaks the news to his sister who has just rented an apartment that, uh, you know, without her permission, he will be her uh, apartment mate in their uh, college apartment. Right. And the mark of a bad show for one of these shows, Rob, is like the truly one note horrible side characters <laughs> and Boston boss common is swimming with them. There's like a snarky desk lady. There's a, there's um, the boss, you know, his, his boss um, of like the fix it man's boss who uh, hates all the college students. Like that's his thing. He hates students, even though he works in a college. Uh, but the weirdest part is that there's a lot of sexual tension between the, between the brother and the sister. And it's really Whoa. weird. They <laughs> wrestle like five times in the first episode. There's a lot of weirdness going on. I don't know if they were. I didn't really look into it. I don't know if the characters were dating, but uh, and also like the Virginia accents sound awful. Like I know his might be real because he's from Virginia, but they sound terrible.
0: Yeah, for this is another one that I really did not have uh, too, <laughs> too much invested in. Um, it's funny on Wikipedia. They say that uh, in its first season, it was ranked eighth overall out of all the shows on TV. And then in its second season, it moved to Sunday and it went to 52nd place.
1: Right. So that's that's what happened. Like people were only watching it because it was there. And the second they said, oh, you've got to find this show. People were like, "Uh, no, thanks. We'll watch The Simpsons. (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks.
0: No, thanks. We'll watch whatever else is on.
1: Yeah. Anything else. Not this. Anything else.
0: Uh, What about Yes, Dear? I feel like that would be another podcast of the terrible CBS sitcoms that were on after Everybody Loves Raymond.
1: Anthony Clark is awful. And I feel like the only things he's ever done are Boston Common yes, or maybe a third show that didn't make it. But the rest of for, other than the, you know, whoever cast him in those shows, the rest of Hollywood and the world at large has agreed that he is terrible. And for some reason, he, he either has no job or he's the absolute star of a show that lasts for a while. I don't know why he can't be like the sixth, like the Joey Slotnick of yeah. a terrible show. But he has to be the lead. Maybe he again, maybe he has a great agent. Maybe he's like I'm either he's like uh, Gary Templeton in the All-Star game. Like if he's not starting, he's not departing. Maybe. But he
0: also uh, hosted a season of Last Comic Standing.
1: Right. I remember that. I mean, you see him and then you don't, and like you I thought he was in a thousand things, <laughs> but his IMDB page is really not so impressive. He is really unbearable. I don't I, I don't know why I didn't hate him then, because I did like this show at the time, but uh it's hard to, I like, I, I thought I would like the show a lot more than I did. Uh, it's still better than most of the other shows, but I remembered really liking it and uh, not the case.
0: Uh, I like that idea that Anthony Clark is like, hey, if it's not <laughs> all about me, forget it. Like, uh, come on, Anthony, uh, we, we got to walk on. No, no. <laughs> Am I the lead? Am I the star? Am I the host? Then forget it.
1: All right. <laughs> Whose name is built first, me or Clooney? <laughs> All right, so where do you rank Boston Common? Uh, because I liked it so much when it was on, I'm going to give it number three, but I, it really, wow. it didn't hold up for me. High praise. Did you watch a whole episode of this or you just a clip? Oh no, I watched the whole episode of most of these shows. <laughs> Sometimes two or three. Wow. How many <laughs> of this show? I, wa- I watched uh, a full, the full pilot and then I bounced around to see if it got better and it didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. premiered March 21st, 1996. Last episode, April 27th, 1997.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it it's first, uh, the first time it aired with Seinfeld was with the Wigmaster.
0: Okay, very good. All right, so uh,
1: what's next, Akiva? Uh, next up is a little show called Suddenly Susan. Suddenly Susan. Yeah, with, with the great Brooke Shields. I think then, was she married to Andre Agassi? I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like this had a good run. Yes, yeah, so this had a longer run than uh, I think all but one of the other shows. It was on for four years uh brooke shields is a magazine writer who gets a few of these have a similar premise a few of these shows where like it's a female um centric show like a female person gets divorced in the first episode and she has to learn about you know she has to like t- learn the ropes on her own uh the naked truth with taylioni is the same idea Yes. and another big 90s trope rob that i'm sure you'll be familiar with a lot especially on nbc sitcoms but all sitcoms a lot of runaway brides <laughs> yes so the the series both begins. I watched the pilot and the finale. The series <laughs> wow. begins and ends with a runaway bride.
0: Well, look, a lot of these shows didn't get a finale. This might be the only show we're going to talk about here that had a
1: finale. Yeah, I don't. It all blurs together. I'll I'll see in my notes. I don't remember when Just Shoot Me comes. Uh, we get to just Shumi, That's the only other show that I think had a finale. You're right. And it was probably cobbled together. The show actually ends and spoiler alert for people who are maybe binging suddenly Susan, but haven't finished it yet. uh, Is that um, like she actually like runs away and then she decides to get married. But then like she brings all her friends with her to wherever they're moving to. And her husband's like just on the airplane really mad. So it ends on like a sad note.
0: Yeah. The show in its first season is the number three show in all of television.
1: She was Brookshields Shields was like a really big deal.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, a year later, they ended up uh, then moving it to Monday nights in the second season, and the show went down to uh, number sixty-five, <laughs> and then uh, the next year, number eighty-one, and then in its fourth and final season, just hanging on, uh, number ninety-four in the ratings.
1: That's crazy because they were literally because remember there's only like Fox is barely like there are a hundred shows. So it's almost like it's beating like the worst UPN shows, basically. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Anyway. One weird thing, Rob, I know you're a big Lost fan also. Yes. Uh, It was weird to see uh, Nestor Carbonell, Richard Alpert, in a comedy.
0: Yes. There he is. And also Kathy Griffin uh, has a big role here in Suddenly
1: Susan, as well as uh, Judd Nelson. Uh, That's right. Kathy Kathy Griffin. This was really her big break. This was her like big role and uh, she sounds much different. Yes. It's like a different person.
0: Okay. So suddenly Susan. All right. Where yeah. did suddenly Susan rank for you? Again, this was <laughs> another show I couldn't get into.
1: Right. I actually think I, I I may have watched this. Again, there was only... I mean, I had have, I have cable. So honestly, I had no excuses. Okay. Um, but uh, I have this at number six. Number six.
0: See, this for me is airing in a, a tricky time for me because... Uh, In in my first 17 years, right, I'm going to be doing nothing but watching TV. And now in the fall of 1996, at the same time that suddenly Susan is premiering, this is the first time that I'm away from home at college. And while I'm not doing anything that exciting, I'm not watching a ton of primetime TV. That's not the essential shows.
1: Right, so you're watching Seinfeld, but you're not watching the show after Seinfeld or before.
0: Right, I'm not, you know, hanging out for Boston Common. So
1: if if a lady was like, hey, Rob, let's go to a bar and what get some lady? drinks. What lady <laughs> is going to say that? I, I mean, there's there have to bar? be... You know, I mean, there were no bars in SUNY Oswego. Not that I could get into in 1996. Oh, that's right. You were too young. But well, it, like, there had to be some, you know, girl across the hall. Akiva, hey, Rob, I was like,
0: 18 and I think I looked 14.
1: Uh, I mean, Okay. I, <laughs> I, uh, so there were no girls who, uh, like maybe a guy like anybody was like hey rob let's go hang out and you were like uh, sorry <laughs> like boston commons all new
0: yeah no <laughs> nobody uh seinfeld was still appointment viewing everything else was sort of I, I guess friends i must have uh stuck around and watched every all the friends episodes
1: would you guys watch it in like a big common room in like a dorm and like everyone's getting a together in like common room oh boy <laughs>
0: <Yes>. oh boy <laughs> um I, there were some some people that I would watch uh, the show with at different times. But again, it, you know, you, it's college. You have all different people around at different times.
1: Uh, all right. So I have uh, I have Suddenly Susan at six.
0: Six. Okay. All right. So how many
1: shows have we covered so far? Uh, uh, not enough. <laughs> not enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have, we're about halfway done. Halfway. All right. All right. Next up was The Naked Truth. Naked Truth. T. Leone. T. Leone. T. Leone. T. Leone. Uh, I believe former Scientologist. And Holland Taylor, who I didn't look up her IMDb, but she seems very familiar. I'm not sure where I know her from. She's a little older. And the show is based. They, they work at like a tabloid news, like a pre TMZ type of thing. The show started at ABC and then they went to uh, NBC. And um, I watched a couple episodes in part and I watched one episode in full. Uh, the episode was called Sex, Sex Craze Sitcom Zombie Gropes Shutterbug in Midnight Morgue Orgy. That was the name of the episode. Wow. So it was like pretty lowbrow. Um, and I didn't remember this, Rob, I guess I didn't know who he was in 1997, but um, one of the, uh, you know, the main leads and they were flipping leads, uh, you know, other than Taylor and Holland Taylor, every season there would be like a new three, four and five. But one of the main guys, uh, Nick Columbus was uh, the great Jonathan Penner. Oh, <laughs> he was, uh, he was a series regular. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah. So it was fun to, I was, fun. I was, I specifically watched first season episodes because I think they may have given him the boot after season one. Um, but I, I guess for people who don't know who uh, Penner is, he is a, uh, you know, he is uh, stuffed into the, uh, he's, he's on the rickshaw in uh, season nine of Seinfeld. And he is also the uh, sixth greatest uh, Jewish survivor player of all time.
0: <laughs> Were you a ranking of the greatest Jewish survivor players of all time? I got a top 10. Oh, wow. That's a whole nother podcast.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's I will save that if we ever do a survivor podcast. I don't know if, I don't know if that has anything to do with Seinfeld.
0: Yeah, I believe Um, he's also uh, a relative of Jason Alexander. I'm not sure if that's on his side or on
1: his wife's side. Right. I believe you are correct. Yes. So it was funny seeing him. He's got a full head of dark hair. Um, It it was funny. You know, if we ever have him on the Seinfeld podcast, uh, uh, we could ask him, you know, as many naked truth questions as I'm sure he's ever been asked, which is one.
0: Hey, Akiva, where are you going to rank my ultimate Thursday night must-see TV show? (laughs)
1: <laughs> and but the sixth i think uh you know i that's not you know i have a list in my head but he that could move up or down don't hold me to that okay uh and the episode uh they were tabloid reporters they were going to the morgue to snap a picture of a famous dead person and obviously chaos ensues and Ta ends up in one of those like slidey morgue things that go in and whatever oh no uh it was better than most of these shows yes
0: okay so where do you rank uh the naked truth
1: so i have it at number two number two Wow! Yeah, it was a regular show. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't an embarrassing show. It only lasted. Well, first of all, it was also on ABC for one year and then NBC for two, so mm-hmm. it had a little bit of a run, and uh, it was it was watchable.
0: How'd they do ratings wise?
1: Uh, I think it started off. You know, it, I don't know why NBC took it from ABC. Like they had so many hits, they were the number one network. I don't know. Maybe they thought Tay only would be like the next Tim Allen or something. I have no idea. Um, but it was pretty highly rated. Again, most of these shows. It, listen, Rob. If any of these shows were outside the top ten, uh, you know, bookended by Seinfeld, Friends, and ER, they would immediately be canceled. So the, the people were watching The Naked Truth, but uh, not enough for it to go more than three seasons. Yeah,
0: this was almost like when in uh, I'm going to lose a lot of people with this sports uh, reference, but this is almost like in like 2006, uh, like when the Mets had like such a good offense that uh, they could basically throw out like Jose Lima as a uh, as a pitcher and they just needed anybody just to put anybody out there on the mound like oh, okay El Duque uh who, who else anybody will put out anybody on the mound uh just the, but we don't have any pitching uh that was like NBC of like we have Seinfeld we have friends we just need anything to put you have a show you don't want it anymore ABC fine we'll just put it on there uh, on our Thursday night and it'll be the number two show in the country
1: uh, I would say, uh, to finish your Met's analogy, it was anybody but Aaron Heilman they could put out there.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so, there you go. There's uh, Leone in uh, The Naked Truth. Um, I, yeah, no ratings information on Wikipedia. They, uh, After a, a year on ABC where they had uh, the number 25 ranking, uh, they ended up uh, getting canceled. And then... Uh, the new season went to NBC and they were the number four show with a 16.8 rating. And then in its third and final season, uh, they ended up going to number 74 in the ratings. So that must be at the time that they moved it off of Thursday.
1: Uh, That's hilarious. Yes. uh, So the next show I have is Just Shoot Me premiered uh, March 4th, 1997. Yes. And with some of these shows, Rob, I went to IMDb and um, people rate the episodes. Not as many people as the show would, they would for Seinfeld but uh, people rate the episode. So I like to look at if they had enough ratings, the best and or the worst episode. So for just shooting me, I, I checked out the best episode called slow Donnie. Yeah. And this was a real treat. So David cross plays a guy named slow Donnie. He is, um, our old friend Enrico Colantani from another show. Uh, just, we mentioned a few minutes ago. Yes. Um, he, uh, is he works at Obataria. wherever they work and just shoot me?
0: Yes, they work at a magazine.
1: Yeah, at a magazine. These all blur together, Rob. It's all a magazine or like a lingerie shop. Yeah, I watch these all in one day, so <laughs> it, it, they blurred. They really blur together. Okay. Um, so uh, and then da- really, David Spade is the star of the show, even though he he doesn't have the Anthony Clark first billing. He's it's all about David Spade. So uh, first of all, they say some very homophobic things in this and several of the other shows, but uh, that's one thing I noticed that they could never get away with now. But <laughs> So uh, the the, the premise of the show is that um, the lead female goes to um, goes to Colin Tony's house and he says, just so you should know, I have a brother named Donnie. And at some point during the show, they start calling him uh, they start calling him Slow Donnie. And um, and he said, like, you know, whatever, just be nice. And then when when Colin Tony's out of the room and his parents are out of the room, Slow Donnie lets it known to uh, our lead female friend that uh, he is in fact uh, not slow, that he is faking it so people will just give him stuff and, and be nice to him. Wow. So the so, uh, lead, his name is uh, Laura San Giacomo. She hasn't really gone on to bigger and better things.
0: Yeah, I, I believe it's uh, San Giacomo.
1: I think it's Giacomo, Giacomo? because my, I have I cousins know. named Di Giacomo. So is it? Giacomo, so is it yeah, I, think it's I like her San a lot. Uh, San, uh, you would know better than me. I think it's an Italian, name, but I think it's Giacomo.
0: Okay, I I don't know exactly how you pronounce it. She was in which I really liked uh, the Stand, uh, the mini series uh, from oh, yeah. Stephen King, and uh, I. Also, she's got weird eyebrows. The eyebrows uh, she could use uh, Janice from Friends. Uh, she should kill for her eyebrows. Uh, but
1: <laughs> she was good. She was good. I actually re- she's very likable on the no, show. No, I
0: really like the show. I am a big uh, Just Shoot Me fan. Not that I've seen every episode or would do a Just Shoot Me podcast, but I think that maybe out of all these shows, I think this might be my favorite. I think I said the single guy was, but this was definitely uh, number one for me. Yes.
1: Yeah, so basically what happens is, so she lets him in on it. Nobody in the whole world knows that since he's been a kid, David Cross, Slow Donnie, has not let, has not let it be known that uh, when Colin Tony threw him out of a treehouse, uh, he pretend, pretended to be slow. So they would just let him play video games all day. And they would just, you know stay, you know, wait on him hand and foot. And uh, Laura San Giacomo tries to, at, when he comes to the office, when Slow Donnie comes to the office for a day, tries to get him to admit that he's pretending to be Slow Donnie and really he's regular Donnie who's evil. And uh, basically, eventually she doesn't trap him, uh, even though uh, they have Enrico Cole and Tony listening in on their conversation. It doesn't work. But then uh, Slow Donnie gets so upset at uh, some like ventilation issue they're having that he yells about it for a second. And that lets everyone know that, Oh, the last 20 years of me being, um, uh, slow as they put it, uh, weren't, uh, real just because I have this one outburst and they're like, Oh my God, you're evil. Uh, you were faking it. And that's it. Yeah. All
0: right, Greatest so,
1: episode in the history. Of just shoot me. <laughs>
0: slow Donnie.
1: Slow Donnie. It, I have to say, Rob, it was a delight. Yeah, you th- could never you sure do that. You were watching uh, big brother 15. What? Someone pretending to be slow. <laughs> no, uh, I don't, i I've seen Big Brother fifteen, but I don't get that joke all right, don't worry about it uh
0: so just shoot me where's that rank for you?
1: oh, I got it i got it I, I got it. okay um so just shoot me. I have to say slow Donnie was really the only one that really had me laughing, and this is my number one show Rob
0: yes, wow, all right, just shoot me. I love David spade also
1: yeah he David spade is great uh supposedly he uh he he pulls down all the ladies, yeah, that's what the word is. That's the word on the street.
0: And also, uh, yeah, we have uh, George uh, Siegel now the grandfather on the
1: Goldbergs. I've never seen the Goldbergs, but... Uh, uh, you
0: should watch the Goldbergs.
1: Really? Yes. We're not going to do a Goldbergs podcast. We're not
0: going to do a Goldbergs podcast, but <laughs> I feel like if you're supposed to be an authority on uh, these uh, TV sitcoms, you should probably watch one of the best ones I think, going. I think
1: your wife has mentioned watching the Goldbergs on podcasts before. Yes. that's a, That's. I'll be honest, that's the only place I've ever heard it.
0: I always enjoy it. You know, it's a lot of fun. I wouldn't say it's appointment viewing, but they do a lot of theme episodes. They recently did a, a Ferris Bueller themed episode.
1: I will, I will put it on the list right behind Big Bang Theory. I will get I would, to it eventually.
0: I would put it ahead. You're so far behind on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I think that I think you would like the Goldbergs more.
1: Well, I don't. I, I know I'm going to hate Big Bang Theory. It's just people have been asking me to rate an episode. Yeah, but yeah, fine. I'll I, I will watch the Goldbergs. Uh, maybe not for tomorrow, but yeah, at some point. Considering that in the you've future.
0: never seen Star Wars, maybe The Big Bang Theory isn't for you. <laughs> what
1: are you saying? I should watch Star Wars first? <laughs> I
0: think it's probably more iconic. Yes.
1: Which one was William Shatner in Star Wars Star or Star Trek? Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. R.I.P. Right. William Shatner. All right. Um, all right next. William next Shatner shelf. is not dead. What? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the other guy's <laughs> name? Leonard Nimoy. Oh, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. I'm <laughs> William sorry. William Shatner is not. Dead. Not a culture expert fun fact. right here.
0: William Shatner. Well, actually, no. Fun fact: William Shatner is not dead.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That's well, that is a fun fact. Fun fact. I'm very excited that he's still with us. William Shatner. Yes. More Priceline Commerce. All right. The next show up is Fired Up. Fired Up. And um, Rob, you know what the tag the tagline for uh, Fired Up was? Uh, Are you fired up? Uh, Close. What is it? Uh, It's first she got fired. Then she got fired up. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, someone got paid six figures to come up with that one. Okay. Uh, this stars
0: okay, Leah Remini and yes. uh, another Lawrence. ex Scientologist.
1: Yes, and Wait. Sharon Lawrence. Seems like the
0: Scientologist had a lot of pull on uh, at NBC.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised Tom Cruise wasn't like executive producing <laughs> all these shows. Yeah. Now, uh, Sharon Lawrence, I don't really know her well. Uh, neither do I. She was like they they played her up as like this very pretty sort of like, uh, um, you know, I don't know, I, like they they she was like an alpha female type of blonde. Uh, you know, whatever. Oh, but and, how about uh, her, this?
0: That, yeah. Also a series regular, Jonathan Banks on, uh, on, uh, fired up.
1: Yeah. I have in my notes and uh, capital letters, Mike Erman trout is the bar owner. <laughs> yes. Wow. How about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, it premiered with the nap episode of Seinfeld. Um, the episode I watched had a, uh, and this is probably the only reason why there's a single episode of fired up on YouTube. Um, uh, it was uh, Adam and Dr. Drew from Loveline line uh, guested on the whole episode. Uh, and a lot of chaos ensues, but basically, um, the brother of Leia Remini and Sharon Lawrence are like, kind of like in like, uh, like they don't know what their status is. And also, uh, Sharon Lawrence lives in their house, but there's like a ladder. It's all one floor, but there's a ladder up to her bedroom, mm. but it's kind of visible. I don't know. The production budget was not high. <laughs> uh, there's, I have a few YouTube comments cause I don't have much on this, uh, show fired up. Uh, this show was pretty awesome. Oh, I love this show. And uh, RIP Don Cornelius. Oh, I, he was in the clip. I don't I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it fired up. It was fine. It was very vanilla. Uh, it was funny seeing a really young Dr. Drew. Uh, Adam looks the exact same. Adam Kroll looks the exact same that, you know, 20 years ago. But um, I, I fired up for me as my seventh uh, rated show here.
0: Yeah, executive producer Kelsey Grammer
1: uh yeah i mean uh you know he should have gone for a fake name here because there wasn't much going on <laughs> how was uh mike Trout? uh he wasn't so angry you know it was weird seeing him uh not as weird as seeing richard albert because he, yes. he's scarier was this a breaking but, uh, bad prequel this is i think it's in the canon is the same <laughs> i think it's the same universe that's correct
0: where did this take place not philly it was a new york city uh this took place in yeah it looks like new york city there it Oh, did it?
1: It wasn't. See, it wasn't clearly New York City. And by the way, if this was New York City, the house they were in would be at least $100 million. $100 million. Even though they were, they just had just gotten fired and Leia Remini is an assistant.
0: According to Wikipedia, Terry and her brother Danny share a loft apartment atop a clock tower in New York City. Uh, What is this like? Back to the future?
1: Rob, that would be a billion (laughs) dollars. A billion dollars. I was in an apartment in New York City that was sold for like $40 million. And it did not look anything like this
0: yeah okay so uh, but say, again that
1: was a lot of problem people had with friends also right like how do they afford those apartments Well, maybe
0: they bought it like during like pre-giuliani and like when uh, during the
1: depression no
0: maybe they bought it like like uh, maybe like when uh new york city like was wasn't doing so good
1: i, I guess maybe maybe they're real estate geniuses i'm not yeah. sure but it was fine it was uh, like i have forgotten everything i already station. saw yeah <laughs> but number seven
0: number seven okay
1: now you're okay. fired up. All right, now I am fired up. First we got fired, now we're fired up. All right, Union Square, Rob. Do you remember Union Square? I remember the name Union Square. Okay, good. Well, it's still a place, so that's good. It was only on for one season. I think it may have been the most short-lived of all these shows. It premiered with uh, The Shave, season nine. Union Square has a 4.4 rating on, on IMDb, which is about half of the lowest-rated Seinfeld episode. It, uh, it follows the story of a lawyer-turned-playwright in Manhattan who attempts to gain inspiration from a host of characters populating the fictitious Union Square Cafe, obviously inspired by the New York... I mean, I'm already putting myself to sleep. <laughs> the show was originally supposed to be a vehicle from Mel Gorham, but after poor test screenings for the pilot, the producers retooled the show and replaced Gorham with Constance Marie. Let me tell you something, Rob. I could not find the uh, show Union Square, but you know what I could find? What's that? The original pilot with Mel Gorham. <laughs> oh, yeah. How was that? <laughs> Well, so I watched it. And let me tell you how the show starts. Mel Gorham is uh, working in a uh, store in an unnamed place. I assumed it was New York City because almost all of these shows are set in New York City unless there's a title in the show called Boston. And so she's in a store and she lets a guy in and he's a gunman. uh, And then he robs the store and then he recognizes that she's an actress that he's seen in a play recently. And then he takes off her high school ring and he says, wow, you're the class of 80. What? He doesn't say the number for some reason, uh, your high school class. And he says, you should really get to New York now. Time is running out on you being an actress. The robber is still saying this while advice. he has a gun face. Yes. Uh, and then next thing you know, she's on a bus to New York City. Wow. And it only gets worse. <laughs> okay. uh, the theme song. Do you, do you ever watch Mary Tyler Moore, Rob? Uh, yes. And you're familiar with a uh, great show and you're familiar with the theme song, right? Yes. So it, it, basically the theme song is that song. It, it is that song. But it's like Marge Simpson singing that song. <laughs> it's a cover of the love is all around. Uh, it's it's uh, it's great. And I, so I could understand. I, I, I used to, you know, I've seen the show, but I couldn't find any of the Constance Marie episodes. But I understand why they, re- why they replaced Mel Gorham with uh, Constance Marie. OK, you understand. I understand. And uh, this was my number eight show. Number eight. OK. All right. Keep going, Akiva. Uh, and now we're up to our final show, Rob. All right. And that would be uh, Veronica's Closet.
0: Veronica's Closet. Yes. Kirstie Alley.
1: Yes. Kirstie Alley. Uh, September 25th, 1997. Uh, I guess it premiered also with Union Square. Uh, it had a better fate than Union Square because it was on for three seasons, three full seasons. Um, and I have, uh, I, you know, I, the truth is, I, did you watch the show at all, Rob?
0: I'm sure I had it on at a certain point. Um, I checked it out. Uh, here's Dan Cortez again
1: yeah a lot of dan cortez he also is he a scientologist oh that's a good question is dan cortez a scientologist because he was in suddenly susan do you think they had like a casting agent and he was just like sleeping with the casting that, agent of or course it was, you know he's the mimbo on seinfeld that's i mean he is maybe he was nbc only you know like clark is uh anthony clark is you know number one on the billing or or i'm or i'm out yes. maybe he's uh he's also a professional wrestler i'm looking at his wikipedia now holy yeah. cow he had like a development crit- deal. I mean, every how about this? He was on *Catalina the City, Seinfeld, The Single Guy, and Veronica's Closet. And Rob, he was also on Inside Schwartz. Wow. <laughs> and Joey. Oh, my God. This guy's only been on NBC shows. It's crazy.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, and he also hosts Guinness Book of World Records Gone Wild, which I didn't know existed, but sounds great.
0: <laughs>
1: um, okay. So uh, this is the last show and uh, you've heard enough from me. So let me turn it over to some IMDB ratings about Veronica's Closet. Okay and uh all right so this is from matt m and these shows were basically written while the show was on or right after it ended and uh because imdb is really old uh so matt m the title of his comment is is this show if this show was a person it would be called crappy mccrapface (laughs) okay yes and this is probably the first uh mean comment i've ever come across on the internet so bear with me simply horrible matt says every single person at nbc should be beaten with their own ignorance to allow shows like this and suddenly crappy, which apparently is this very clever name for suddenly Susan, to continue. While quality shows like News Radio are canceled. Again, we're not talking about News Radio because it aired on Tuesday, not on Thursday. Mm-hmm. No wonder there's no, there are almost no sitcoms on the air anymore. Get a beer and veg out while the industry pumps you full of reality-based programs. Yeah, what year was this comment written in? Oh, Rob, this comment was from August of two thousand. August is uh, the height of Survivor. Uh, so he may have been what was like Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? Was that also on in 2000? Yeah, that had been on already. So, you know, he may not it may not be a direct quoted Survivor but I suspect if you had told Matt M in 2000 that shows like Survivor in the Real World would be on season 30 this year he may have just you know, left the planet. Yes.
0: Also, uh, Veronica's Closet stars uh, Kirstie Alley star of Star Trek 2, who uh, was on screen with the fun fact not dead William Shatner.
1: Who knew? Yes. I have one more. I have one more review, And it's from Barry from Venice, Italy. Okay. And he wrote this in 2004. He, Barry writes, I don't know which season is running now here in Italy and on Facts Satellite TV, but I find it really irresistible. In my opinion, it's one of the best sit comedy That's two words of this period, full of humor and great intelligence. It makes you smiling even after one bad day. Kirsty is very good to joke with herself, for example, about getting fat. Not so easy for a top actress, and she is funny as she was in Sin Sin. And he writes, "I don't know the American name of that show, but it's the sit comedy in a pub with Ted dance. Sin Sin. Sin Sin. I love that he does it. He knows that she was great in it, but he doesn't know that it was called Cheers. Okay. Uh, all the other actors are nearly unknown here in Italy. That's shocking. But they all work well. In my personal opinion, it's more funny than Friends. And I'm sorry to know that it's ended.
0: Okay. Very sad.
1: Uh, and I'm going to have to, Rob, I don't know if you're in the crappy McCrapface, uh, you know, camp or if you're in the Barry from Venice, Italy camp. But I, I'm going to go with crappy face here. And I, I give Veronica's Closet 11 out of 11.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think it's, how could it be the worst on a list?
1: Well, I'll tell you why. Because some of the other shows never got their legs under them. Some of them, uh, Veronica's Closet was aggressively bad. I had to go through like seven episodes and every single one was so terrible. Kirstie Alley was unwatchable. I I watched this at the time, but it is, it really does not hold up, Rob. I'm sure that's shocking, but it's hard to watch in 2015.
0: Season one of Veronica's Closet uh, was the number three show on television. 24 million people a week watched it. Uh, In season two, it was back uh, as the number five TV show on all of TV. Uh, Apparently, they changed the time slot uh, to Monday in 1999, where it became the 86th most watched (laughs) show on television.
1: Oh, boy. The people spoke. Why couldn't they just put all their shows on Thursday? I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. So the the American public kind of agreed with me. Uh, It really. Listen, I dare you, Rob, to go watch an episode of Veronica's Closet this week. It is not good.
0: Okay. All right. So Akiva, those are our uh, 11, 11 shows. Oh boy, uh,
1: I eleven shows I never have to watch again.
0: Okay, uh, let's segue. Let's talk cereal real quick. Uh, not that podcast. We're gonna talk about Akiva's top thirty-one cereal. Do you want to just give us the the list? Yeah, as opposed to what? As opposed to you know, uh, okay, number thirty-one. This is a cereal I like to have on a day. That I'm feeling like I'm a little low energy.
1: It's got a little more sugar. If there's something really hilarious to say, maybe I'll throw in a joke. But uh, I, I'll mostly just give you the list. All I'm right, sure. give us the list. I don't have anything planned. Hashtag cerealist. Cereal. I know. I don't know. Wh- the truth is, I don't know why people want this. I've already said what my favorite cereal is, but, but but a lot of people on Twitter ask for this. So okay. Um. All right. We give the people what they want. I do. We do give the people what they want. Uh, I have to preface the list, Rob by saying that I don't eat chocolate in any form really, so there's no cocoa puffs or cocoa pebbles. Okay, why is that a uh, is that a, just a taste? It's not a kosher thing yeah I don't, I don't uh, eat I don't eat chocolate. What Yeah, I'm what weird like this I, I don't eat suspect now. Well, I don't eat cocoa pebbles or cocoa puffs uh, and the only actually co- cereals are like all basically all well kosher. The only prominent cereal that's not kosher is lucky charms. I've okay. never had lucky charms.
0: All right, okay, well, that shouldn't be on anybody's list yeah so uh
1: so 31 is shredded wheat i got cinnamon life at 30.
0: Hold on. there's no 32 like you just why'd you stop at shredded wheat at 31
1: because i've only tried 31 cereals.
0: okay so if you tried a new one you would rank it
1: i feel like these are 31 yeah if it, it would get to 32 i mean i maybe i've tried more but i you know from from all the cereal lists i've looked at do we can we get the cereal music playing for this is that possible all right, so we got thirty-one shredded wheat. This is not an endorsement of the podcast cereal. No, in fact, since I've seen the show, the Jinx, Rob, cereal could go jump in a garbage can. <laughs> jinx is so much better. The Jinx is better is. than cereal, Rob. Well, it's a show. It's hard to compare a show to a podcast. I, like I wouldn't say like Lost is better than Rob as a podcast. Well, it's not, of course, but it's hard to compare them. Bump. Well, I like that bump there. The. Did you see the jinx,
0: Rob? Uh, Not yet. I will watch it. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. All right. Keep telling me this song. This song's only a
1: minute long. (laughs) I've never been spoiled by the New York Times for a 29 Honey Bunches of Oats. 28 Cinnamon Toast Crunch. 27 Total. 26 Multigrain Cheerios. 25 Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. 24 Captain Crunch. 23 The Great Rice Krispies. 22 Honey Nut Cheerios. 21 cornflakes, 20 Alphabets Top 20 Wow Top 20 I like Alphabets Don't judge uh, 19 Special K 18 Wheaties Although it's impossible To find in a store uh, 17 Cheerios 16 Corn Pops 15 Apple Jacks 14 Corn Checks 13 Fruit Loops It always bothers me That it's spelled with two O's uh, 12 Fun. Rice Checks Yeah uh, Yeah 12 Rice Checks 11 The Great Berry Berry Kicks A very underrated cereal Berry, Berry really? kicks on Yeah, 11. what I do is I buy I buy cereal for my kids, but then I just eat all of it. Okay. Uh, number 10 is life. life. Nine is Captain Crunch Berries. You like Captain Crunch Berries? No. No, why well, do? Uh, eight is golden grams. Why did people ask for this? Seven is kicks. Six is raisin bran. Did you know, Rob, that you can't trademark certain cereals because they're like the thing that they say they are, so it's impossible to trademark. Interesting. So like corn flakes and raisin bran, you can't trademark because it is a flake of corn and it is bran with raisin. Whereas like a Cheerio is not a Cheerio because that's not a thing. So you you can't, act, you can trademark that. So Just a you fun and I fact.
0: could come out with Robin Akiva's raisin bran tomorrow.
1: Oh, we would crush post raisin bran. No question. <laughs> three, we, we scoops, post-
0: three scoops, <laughs> three scoops. Right. Robin Akiva's raisin bran.
1: Right. Very. Yeah. Uh, I, I, let's do it. Uh, three so six is raisin and bran, and
0: the brand flakes have uh, are like frosted flakes.
1: Frosted well, uh, I don't know frosted flakes. I don't remember if they're uh, patentable or not. I don't okay. know. If there's a patent lawyer listening, let us know. Okay, let us know. Uh, so five is tricks, four is frosted flakes, um, three is uh, fruity pebbles, uh, two is honeycombs, and I've already said on the podcast, and everyone will hate this. My number one cereal is Crispix. Crispix. What's what's your number one cereal, Rob? <sighs>
0: Boy, um, I feel like when I was a kid, it was just uh, Frosted Flakes. Um, but I feel like uh, like I would like something like uh, like Raisin Nut Bran.
1: Okay, I hear you. Yeah, that I like something
0: again. Uh, I like something that's sort of like uh, like a healthy sort of base. Like I don't want too sugary. Uh, but I like the I like the raisin or fruit in there. I feel like that's a nice mix. See, I feel like that you uh, you you're either like too bland on some of these, or like mm-hmm. the the sweet that you like is like these uh like fruit flavoring like right. It's like pebbles. children's cereals, right? Yeah, like I I feel like I would uh you know almost throw up to eat like a bowl of fruity pebbles. Whereas cocoa pebbles, uh, I'd be in on.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I have eating habits much like I would say like a seven year old that eats an inordinate amount of food. I'm all about <laughs> quantity, not quality, with the eating. Yes. All right. I, tell, I tell my wa- my wife that every night when she's making dinner. Just make like, I don't want one good piece of chicken. I just want four pieces of chicken. Okay.
0: Now, do you, are you open to comments on your cereal list?
1: Oh, yeah. This is not canon. Like, I'm open to comments. Maybe I forgot a cereal. Um, You know, maybe you, maybe you hate Crispix. I am open to comments. I don't know who would comment because I doubt anyone is still listening.
0: People are still listening, but because they're, they're still listening because they're going to, uh because they have to uh complained about this at the end
1: oh yeah that's true i mean we got yeah i mean we tricked people to you know with the cereal with the cereal here but uh i, I have a feeling they're not going to be clamoring for the, <laughs> which soup cereal? the cereal
0: the cereal <laughs> podcast theme that we made people think that we we're going to talk about something interesting
1: yeah I, I would say um people will not be clamoring for my soup list at the end of season four before oh, season five. Oh
0: wow this could be you're not going to save it to like the soup nazi episode
1: well there's also an episode called the soup which i believe happens first so okay. You know, you got, you know, it's the best, Jerry. It's the best. All right. Akiva, you're so good at listing things. I really do like listing things. Okay. Uh, You should have worked at BuzzFeed. uh, And I, you know, I'll tell you something funny. I've never really been on, like, maybe I've accidentally clicked there through like a Facebook thing, but I've never really been on the site. That's how they get you. Yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, I do like lists. I don't know why, but I've always, I always liked the lists. All right. Akiva and I. People be, people be clamoring for that soup list. Okay.
0: How do you think this will fare on the uh, list of best Seinfeld podcast episodes?
1: Well, I, first of all, you know, you're you're nominated for some uh, podcast awards. That's right. And one of the things that I notice is they don't have a best episode podcast, which I think they should have. Yeah. This would not make that list, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say in the comments. Uh, what's the hashtag for this podcast, Akiva?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I made it to the end. I think I almost have to give away money here to the people who made it, but I'm not. Um what about serial podcasts? podcast? C-E-R-E-A-L <laughs> podcast.
0: All right. Uh serial uh podcast. I mean if you have something
1: better, I'm certainly open for or like uh crisp are the best. Or I I mean it could be about, you know, what should we do it about like the first things? So should it be like uh suddenly Susan or something? Or William Shatner is not dead. William Shatner, well, I don't know. That may be like
0: Yeah, that, at know. some point that's gonna be uh ironic. Okay. So let's uh why don't we do serial list? that right. on the, on the uh, that's fine. Okay, serial list. Uh, C-E-R-E-L. A L. All right, Akiva, we will be back with our first podcast of season four. Do you think now? I feel like a lot of people have told me I really enjoy the Seinfeld podcast. I I've read comments from people that they say this is a really uh, a really fun podcast, but it's a little bit like uh, this isn't one of our big hit podcasts on post show recaps. Do you feel like maybe uh, similar to Seinfeld in season three, which was a cult hit uh, and then made the leap during season four to a mainstream hit? Do you think the same could happen to the Seinfeld podcast where we sort of cultivated our show for 40 episodes and maybe it will break out in a big way during season four's podcast?
1: I mean I hope so, but with you know with content like what we threw up today, I don't know. We may have set <laughs> ourselves back a bit. That's it's true. I mean yeah, we could be on the downswing. This could be is this our like a Mail on Bonding or our dog episode?
0: No, this might be uh what was where they went out to Long Island and uh that was like the unaired episode that was in season 3. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was n-
1: No, that's uh oh yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I said Mail on Bonding, but I meant uh, I meant the chickless episode.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the name of that one? The Stranded. Uh, the, the Stranded.
1: The Stranded. The yeah. Stranded uh right. Originally season 2, put in season 3. Is this our Stranded? It, yeah, we'll probably. See. We'll see. But we didn't
0: <laughs> we didn't film this or record this like a couple of weeks ago and then like, oh, shelve it, shelve it, shelve it. It's not going to work.
1: Uh, you think like Scott is going to listen to it and he's going to be like, "Guys, I don't know if we could Thumbs put this down. up."
0: Thumbs down.
1: <laughs> yeah. All You're right. You're going to scare away the audience.
0: All right, well, great job uh, again, Akiva. We will be back with our next Seinfeld recap of the trip, part one and two. So it's a it's a double episode next
1: time. Yeah, if you didn't get enough of us today, you'll get like an hour and a half or something of us next time.
0: Sometime. Uh, okay, so Akiva, great job as usual. Uh, we'll be back to talk about season four in our next podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye.